Podcast for two guys who know nothing about comedy or game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me, as always, is Ben Slinger. Hello, how are you? Not bad. Good. Still, still feeling pretty <laughs> good from our um, from our uh, stream the other night. Well, our yeah. first ever stream. We did a little VR stream. It was fun. Uh, nobody watched it. No, some people did. <laughs> couple, I, I saw couple, that there was friends. like twenty-four views. Yeah, there you go. It was fun. Have to do some more of that sometime. Mm-hmm. Well, you you need to organise your VR <laughs> headset so that we can bring that over over here, and I can try out the vibe for the first time. <laughs> we can get some multiplayer going then, man. That'd be sweet. <laughs> one room. I'm the other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into it. We'll do some click pitch later on. We may or may not do some other stuff. We're just going to keep it breezy tonight. I think. And, uh, yeah, so Click Pitch, for those who are just joining us, Click Pitch is a game where we both take a random word generator on the count of three, two, one, we click refresh, get a new word, and we turn the combination of those words into a game design. Awesome. Yeah, let's do it. Let's click pitch. Three, two, one, click. Shrine. Blot. Okay. Okay, shrine and blot. So, my first thought goes to some sort of sun-worshipping society. Okay. And then there's some sort of opposing faction which is trying to blot out the sun in some way. Alarm Mr. Burns. Yeah, exactly. A big... What was it? He had a mirror. It was just a big, like, cover. Yeah. You know, just yeah. sort of having to be the Blocked exact the size. That- yeah. So. Who do you play? Well, I don't know. Is it perhaps a multiplayer sort of situation where one person plays the sun worshippers and one person plays the sun blotters? <laughs> or is it like a massively multiplayer game where one faction is the. Oh, that could be cool because you could, uh, you could demonstrate within the game world which faction is currently winning by like literally the sun in the sky how covered it is or how blotted out it is mm-hmm. and like everyone in the world can see it at all times well i mean unless it's unless they're simulating a globe but if, <laughs> if it's a single sort of land mass that has the sun shining on it all one time you can tell um well, I'd like to see some day-night day, cycles so that you can have some, like, um, nighttime, like, espionage missions and Well, what could be like cool that. about the day-night cycles is, you like, when the sun comes up the next morning, there's, like, a sense of anticipation as to how your nighttime raids have gone and sort of pushed the tide of the battle. Um, so, you know, the, uh, the, the sun dudes... <laughs> That's the faction name, the yep. Sun Dudes. They organise, yeah, these like nighttime espionage things to cripple the the supplies of uh, the um, night sitters. <laughs> God, <laughs> come on, you can yep. help. Uh, 
I'm, I'm just letting I'm just letting you dig that grave. Yeah, <laughs> dig. Maybe we'll call them the grave diggers, <laughs> night sitters. That's it. I'm sticking with it. Yep, night sitters. Um, yeah. They, so they've like, um, yeah, done these missions to to cut off their supplies, but they don't know how well they've gone, or like the rest of the faction doesn't know how well they've gone. They've like sent off their their raid teams. Um, they haven't come back yet, and the sun's coming up, and they're like desperately waiting to see, you know, that they've pushed back the blotting out of the sun mm-hmm. by 10% or something. So, I'm thinking at night time, you've got the- yes, I, I like the idea of, you know, the the rate, um, the sun- what did you say they were? Sun- Sun dudes. dudes. Sun yeah. dudes. Um, them raiding the other, the other people's camps and trying to sabotage. But maybe you've also got the night sitters who are also out scavenging for for more materials, but they can only do it at night. Well, yeah, I think maybe the night sitters are more powerful at night and the sun dudes are more powerful during the day. So, it's actually a really risky- um, it's, it's a really risky mission for the sun dudes to go in at night, but also perhaps it's like they're more vulnerable, like they're-, they're Buildings or something, or they're, they're, I don't know, or or there's just more value to be gained from doing it at night. Yeah, like um, it's a risk versus reward. Exactly, so, it's going to be more dangerous, but you're gonna you're gonna get but, more but the rewards out of are bigger. It. Yeah. Um, whereas if you try to do some of these things during the day, you're easily spotted and that sort of stuff. Well, yeah, but if the sun dudes are out during the day, like then they've got the advantage. Uh but I don't know because because the night sitters are, are holed up during the day a bit more. I don't know. You, you don't get as much out of it or something. I don't know. That doesn't even make sense. But you know where I'm getting at. Yeah, you you've got a um. Each one is is more powerful in their own yes. their own time. Yes. Hence the desire to. Well, so does that mean though that the are the sun dudes then trying to prevent night because the, the night sitters are trying to blot out the sun and have permanent night? Are the sun dudes trying to like? Do they just like create lots of artificial light or something at night? Like, what are they trying? To, are they trying to create a second sun that just like follows the other one around? It's like on the other side of the world of of the original sun at any point on in a time? polar opposite sort of thing. Yeah, so it's exactly. just continuously moving. Well, wait, that doesn't make sense because the Earth revolves around the sun. The sun doesn't revolve around the Earth. Yeah, but maybe they're trying true. to create a sun, like a, a mini, sun. a mini sun that does revolve around the Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Counter counteracting the night time the sh- that when yeah oh the, the, all they're trying to do is create another uh, basically a binary star system so that you've you've got the um you got the two two suns like at directly opposite um points compared to the um compared to the Earth right and this is, where's the Earth just <laughs> it's always is there right in the, just right in the center <laughs> it just ha- it just happens that um it's in a synchronous orbit with um. With the other sun, because the smaller sun is- Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we could pull out fucking universe simulator, whatever it is, and, and and map this out, but it doesn't really matter. It's more the idea of the thing. It's a game. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so- it, It's magic. They're trying to create a magic sun. Yeah, I mean, because we- Well, I mean, because how are- And I mean, the answer might just be magic, but how are the night sitters trying to blot out the sun as well? Are they firing, like, inky black clouds into the sky to cover the earth? Are they, like, doing a Mr. Burns-style giant cover that follows the path of the sun at all times? 
Yeah, I don't think I don't think the giant cover is going to actually work. But I, I well, kind of like or the they idea could be of- like trying to launch a mirror into space that like literally is large enough <laughs> to reflect all sunlight away from the planet. All they're trying to do is create a massive Dyson sphere. Oh yeah, okay. They're just trying to build around. Well, a Dyson around sphere the around the sun, or they're trying to build something around the Earth, like a structure around the Earth to block out the sun. Um, I'm thinking that maybe because there's there's not so much space travel in this that it's around the Earth. Okay, yeah. It's yeah, about like one kilometer. Above they're basically the Earth. just trying to yeah build a shell, an Earth shell. Yep. So a mini Dyson sphere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of like that. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. So is it just like traditional MMO then <laughs> after that? You just r- group up and raid the bad guys. It's more just the meta game um, of and, and the lore I, I, behind it. I, I kind of like the idea of it being like a a third person action-y sort of, sort of massively multiplayer game rather than the typical World of Warcraft 50 billion button right. sort of point and click. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd, I'd rather some skill will actually come into it with, with the actual um, fighting and stuff like that. Yeah, that's fair enough. I like that too. I think it's really hard to balance, but we don't give a shit because we're just coming up with the ideas. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Latency? What's that? Balance? Ugh, don't need balance. No. It's all in the idea, just, just, man. Just move the really good people onto their own server. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, three to one click. Yeah. What a way. Rendezvous. Okay. Rendezvous. So, it could be some sort of, uh, like, river navigation mechanic around traversing an, uh, some area. Well, um, my, my mind has gone to um, sort of Venice. Okay. Okay. So, and a, float- like, a floating city of sorts. Yes. Some, something, something along the lines of, you know, your... Your character comes to Venice for a rendezvous with a with a mysterious person who's been contacting them, and just sort of like the hijinks that sort of happen within this watered city. Venice is known for its hijinks. In this case, definitely. <laughs> um, I'm thinking spy sort of thriller, except you're you're not the spy. You're the um. Mm. You're like the companion to the spy. So the like Bond that- girl, if it is if. As it were. <laughs> that typical sort of... Well, I'm thinking like, yeah, the, the sort of hapless companion who gets brought along on the, on the spy's kind of adventure. Yeah. But manages to... But ends up saving the day and, you know, finding the strength within themselves to be... By uh, bumbling all the way. Yeah, yeah. to be confident <laughs> by the end. All right. So, all right, well, let's, let's come up with some characters. This sounds like a, obviously a bit of a narrative sort of thing. Let's let's yep. just map out the story and some characters. So um, let's start with the spy. Um, what sort of okay. archetype are we going for here, and how can we subvert it in some way so that we're not being boring? So I, I'm thinking it is a female spy. It's a good start. Um, and what, I, well, I, I don't, don't we- I don't know why, but I'm I'm sort of seeing leaning in the way of. Maybe both um, the spy and your, the protagonist are both female. I was about to suggest that very same thing, actually, because it's such a trap to fall into that, like, oh, well, there has to be a man involved. No, yeah, I agree. No, I think I, I think I that would be a, a really interesting pairing that is 
ridiculous that it has hasn't been done very much. Um, and it doesn't it doesn't have to be you know uh, it can be a love story, but it doesn't have to be a love story. It can just be for once you know this is happens to be um you know uh, two females one one who is a spy and one who happens to be um yeah. Now I know, haven't seen there. it. I haven't seen it. Are we talking about the Heat star- starring Melissa McCarthy and Sandra Bullock? <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, not that every like buddy cop style thing starring two women like there can be more than one, obviously. But yeah. I just I just thought of that, and anyway, I just looked it up, and they're both cops in that. So no, it's not quite the same. This yeah. is a bit different. No, um, I, I'm I'm seeing it as I know I'm not I'm not sure whether it's going to be like so British it, MI6. Yeah, or- I was going to say is it like James Bondish? Maybe it's fucking ASIO. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, actually, I was thinking that the spy could actually be Russian. All right. Russian spy. What's her name? Um, Anna. Petrovic. <laughs> Is that a thing? All right. Yeah, sure. Uh, no, Petrovic. Or Popov. Is or- more Croatian. Okay. Well, all right. There's someone. <laughs> Smirnov. <laughs> Smirnov. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Anna Smirnov. Um, and then the hapless companion- What's let's start with why is she in Venice? Like, what is she there on business? Is she visiting an ex lover? So, I think this is, I know, with the rendezvous, I mean, which what part's going to be the rendezvous, you reckon? Just the fact that they happen to meet up? I mean, I think, yeah, I think, I think we can just take people meet there (laughs) in Venice. I think we've got enough of people meet in Venice from, from rendezvous or waterway. We'll just take it from there. Um, so let's yeah, let's just sort of determine why she's there and who she is, um, and then how to make a just, game out she's of just, it. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm picturing that she's maybe going on a European vacation, um, and right. this just just happens to be the final the final stop. She's always wanted to see Venice, okay. And when when she gets to the hotel, there's there's a a note saying for her to meet somewhere at say 1 p.m. on some bridge. All right. So, uh, what sort of personality are we thinking? Is she kind of uh, uh, live life to the fullest, like she's off on a Kentucky tour sort of thing, or yeah, is she I, I backpacking? Or okay, so she's like maybe a bit shallow, even like. And I mean, this kind of goes into the archetype of that 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 psychic character that they're not as worldly kind of thing. But um, mm-hmm. we can do that. So she's she's sort of a bit ditzy, maybe. Yeah, I don't. I don't want the typical the typical you know. Blonde, or real housewife, or something like that. No, no, I just mean just obsessed about our own looks. I just mean a little bit conceited, but not yeah, not not to the full sort of um, stereotypical extreme. I, I guess it's just you know she's just traveling for herself, and she doesn't think much about the world in general, and she's privileged enough to be able to do so. Mm-hmm. And then she comes across this Russian spy, um, fucking KGB or whatever. KGB still around. Uh, it is in this universe. Okay. <laughs> um. So this this uh, protagonist, whatever her name is. Um, yeah. So do we play? Where Where is she from? Is she Australian? Let's make her. That's Australian. what I was about to say. Where is she from? Um, I'm thinking either Australian or Canadian. Okay. They're, they're my two sort of choices at the moment. I feel like there's just not enough. Really as, there's not American. enough Australian. Protagonists of games. So let's just go with Australian. Yep. So her name is. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm actually not good at just coming up with like stupid names, particularly Australian names. I don't know. Naomi. Um, 
Naomi Smith. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Naomi Boomerang. Um, yeah, I don't know. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Naomi. That's I mean, I mean, I mean, if you if you really want to go the um an Australian name, mm. Kylie. Kylie. All right. Because that is about as Australian as you can go for a first name. Yeah, that is that does come off as pretty um, Australian. All right. Uh, her name is Kylie Minogue. That's what came up <laughs> when I typed in Kylie Australian. <laughs> um. <laughs> She's a Kylie Minogue type. Kylie Shin- Shin- Shinove. No, I don't know. This is going on way too long trying to come up with this name. Yep. Kylie. It's fine. Let's just yep. say Kylie. Forget her last name. Doesn't matter. So- Kylie is there. So she she's there with a group, but maybe she's like she went back to the hotel room because she forgot her bag. She finds this. Okay. She finds this mysterious note there after after having when she goes in into a into a um, hotel room, yep. the whole place has been ransacked, and there's like a note on the door. Yeah, and it says like bring the the key, like meet me at this intersection under the fucking bridge. Bring the key. Oh, so so in order to get there, you have to actually be in one of the gondolas. Yes, take the take the gondola under the bridge at this time. Bring the key, and she's like, "What the fuck?" She doesn't know what what key, what key, (laughs) what's going on. Do you have the choice to? So let's. So this is all the what the opening kind of cinematic up to this point. What sort of game are we thinking? Is this like a heavy rain esque kind of uh, you know? Adventure sort of hit the buttons at the right time. Is this more of a third person? Um, I don't know, almost like a open world kind of thing. Open world was, in Venice could be cool. I was thinking sort of a cross between an open world and the game No One Lives Forever. I fucking you love that game. that game. Yeah. So you so just I mean think- in the wait, so it's a first person shooter? <laughs> so I, I was thinking in or in, more the style of. The, the styling of the 1960s sort of spy thriller. Okay. Um, but is it set in more modern day or is it set in the 60s? It can be set anywhere. I mean, how long can Tiki Tools been around for? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. And, and I'm seeing, yeah, open world, some missions that sort of, that sort of occur. Um, maybe at the start, you're, you're sort of having a few like meetings with this. KGB spy, but then after after you come back to your hotel room again after after this after this first meeting, the KGB spy actually saves your life from from like the real bad right. guys. Right. So I'm assuming there's some it's some sort of mistaken identity thing, right? Like yeah, she's gets wrapped up in this situation. First, Anna Smirnov thinks that she's some other spy. I guess is it just like. There was another spy named Kylie staying at the fucking hotel at the same time. <laughs> I, I I think that she thinks that um you know Kylie's a fake name. It's an, it's an obvious fake name. <laughs> it's, so, it's so fake. It sounds so fake that it's got to be. Yeah, she's got to be a spy. She's got to be the one. Kylie Smith for. is is the most fake name that you've ever heard. <laughs> yep. Yep. And just completely overlooked the actual spy. So, who's the antagonist in this? Who's who is sort of the person that? Well, wait, because did Anna then? So Anna sent her the message thinking she's this other spy. So is the other spy then 
like trying to do something the antagonist good or well why would right so there was more of a threat and then when when kylie showed up she was like what the fuck you're not a spy or whatever yeah maybe there's a fight scene (laughs) maybe like the opening cinematic is all this stuff up until the point that you like up until the point where your friends go off and you go oh crap i forgot my bag and then it gives you control of the character and i'm thinking almost like grand theft auto sort of style graphics and stuff and and, cool. and way of walking around or like Hitman or something. I don't know. There's just, a, you know, that sort of over the shoulder. There's just stuff going on and you you start following your, your markers, your mission markers. And it's like, go back up yep. to your room. You get in your room. It's been ransacked. You find the note. And then you literally have to like find your way to this intersection. So, you have to bring up your map. Maybe you have to find a map. Like, and this is all tutorial stuff. It's introducing you to the controls. And your map screen, um, you book a gondola that's going under that bridge. And then when you go under that bridge, she like drops down and tackles you. And you get like, I don't know, quick time events or something to stop her from <laughs> beating the shit oh, out you, of you. you. You know what I'm picturing that, you know, she's, she's looking, you know, off in the distance and you see very silently behind you, like, Anna just dropped down, right. knocked the gondola guy into the into water, the water. And he's just controlling controlling the gondola from now on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, and then there's a com- like a conversation tree or something happens there, and you get some exposition. Yeah. So I'm thinking that like the antagonist of the story is this other spy. Yeah, but the actual antagonist of the of the entire world is actually the protagonist and the Russian spy. So what the fuck does that actually, mean? <laughs> so, so if there was a good or bad- You're saying they're of, actually sort of groups. doing things so that are evil. Anna's actually trying to bring down, you know, the the good guys, right. as it were. Yeah. But I mean, that's a generally simplistic view of any of the world in general. But you just mean yeah. she's doing something for, like, some- I mean- Selfish reasons yeah, rather or, than Or the just, like, good. a government that is- is like mistreating its citizens and and de- declaring war on its neighbors and stuff. I mean, Russia. Yeah. They're not the greatest. Yeah. So I'm 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 seeing it as as that sort of you know, okay. not exactly a moral and so choice. Then Kylie just- has but then Kylie has this sort of these these choices to be made maybe later in the game. You know, the first the first third of the game. Well, I'm thinking it'd be actually really interesting that like you're still in control of her a lot and you know these these gun battles and stuff break out, but she literally she doesn't know how to fire a gun, or she doesn't mm-hmm. have a gun, and so it's really a lot of avoiding and 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 kind of hiding undercover, maybe doing things to help Anna. Um, you know, you have to like th- throw clips at her so she can reload and stuff. <laughs> um, but then you know, not not very. It doesn't take long before she's like, oh, you need to be able to protect yourself and, like, gives you a weapon. But you just shit, yeah. with, shit with it at the beginning. You build up your skills over time. Yeah. And, and like, maybe maybe one of Anna's um, key things is that we, we, don't, we don't actually kill anyone. It's, um, it's, it's all about just, you know, disabling doing what we, them. Doing what That'd we have be interesting. To, to disable people. That'd be interesting in a game because so many games, obviously- you know, all the Grand Theft Auto and Watch Dogs and whatever, those style of games, you do end up just killing people. Yeah. Um, so, so it's actually all so about- So, it actually penalises you. You just, like, shoot them in the legs or 
knock things, yeah. uh, like shoot something next to them that knocks them out, kind of thing. Like you know, you shoot, yeah. So, shoot, so the shoot occasional the, thing, yeah. so the occasional thing that's going to happen is, you know, you you're going to have only sort of kill shots that you can sort of go for, like a headshot or something like that. Yeah. And so you got to wait just a little bit longer so that you can you can maim the person and not right. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. What happened? Is it game over if you kill someone, or you just um, get penalised? I think you could. I think you could have like a um, one of those sort of uh, sands, of, you know, Prince of Persia sands of time sort of story things. Where hang on, that's not how it happened, and it just rewinds a bit, <laughs> right? Because um, I think maybe it's Kylie telling 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 the story, um, her story to to like the granddaughter or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, I like the, the idea the of. Well, I kind of like the idea of if you if you are pointing at something, someone, and this is maybe a bit complicated, I don't know, but if you're like aiming at someone's head and you pull the trigger, then Anna like knocks the gun away and she's like, "What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you can't shoot, them. you can't kill them." <laughs> but then I don't know. She probably you can't be next to her at all times. She like shoots the gun out of your hands if she's far away <laughs> to go pick it up again. Or or it just literally has like um I've put special technology into this gun. <laughs> if you try to shoot it if it detects that it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna fatal hit someone in the head and <clears throat> be fatal, then it'll actually stop it from from shooting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the idea that you can make the choice to fire and I don't know, yeah, anyway, you can come up with something. And then may- maybe you get reprimanded by um by you Anna. Get fucking arrested. Like, you just murdered someone. <laughs> um or, or, you know, it could it could be one of these branching stories that you kill too many people and she just goes, you're on your own. You're on your own, yeah. Yeah, that and- could be good, actually. There could be a point, and, it, you know, she, she, she could be foreshadowing it throughout, obviously. If you do kill someone, she's like, what the fuck? Like, you're supposed to be this, <laughs> this like, mild-mannered party girl from Australia and you're just shooting people in the head. Like, yeah. I'm going to- like I. You know, I'm not going to help you if you keep doing this. But if you keep doing it, yeah, it literally gets to a point where she's like, nah, you're too much of a liability. She just drops you, like, locks you in a building or something as she leaves. And then the rest of the game is, like, trying to track her back down again. Oh, I'm just I'm just imagining, you know, the, the turn that happens and you've gone in together. She knocks you out, takes all your weapons and just leaves you locked up in this in this building. And you've got to you got to escape as, as all the um, as she's alerted. Like the police to your position. Yeah, but then by then she's taught you too well. You can like escape and track her down. Now who's the spy? Anna, now who's the spy? It's Kylie. I quite like this. Okay, let's click again. Yeah, I guess we'll leave it there. Three to one click. Inflammable. Recapture. Recapture? Yep. So you're a robot trying to prove that you're a human on a website. <laughs> and if you fail, then you catch on fire. <laughs> oh god. And 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 you're behind like a, a firewall a firewall, firewall <laughs> and that's where the that's where the inflammable part comes in. <laughs> um okay. I I kinda like this idea of the recapture. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So inflammable, inflammable. I like the idea of the firewall as well. I mean, we could like, just do that. We could. T- we can do whatever we want th- with these words. So if we want to make it about a robot trying to hack into sh- 
hack into things than we can. Uh, <laughs> I really like the idea that like you try to, it, yeah, it's like a hacking sim, like an uplink style hacking sim or, or whatever. And everything is just super easy until you get to a website with a recapture on it. And it's just like, <laughs> bl- it's all blurred and, it- and they're moving all the time and you li- like they're just morphing into different things. <laughs> you literally just have no way <laughs> of doing it. Um, okay. So maybe you're a robot trying to become human. So it, it, it's maybe not okay. hacking. Uh, maybe it's not hacking, but maybe it's that you are a robot and there are certain things that are impassable literally because there is just a capture in the way. Uh, like that's how they keep <laughs> the robots out. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, dur- during the game, there's a whole heap of mini-games, and they're all just, like, the recapture mini-games. Like, you've got yeah, this it's like really, really point at all massive the, like, photo. Click on all the cats. <laughs> <laughs> you know, tell me the combination of words and letters. Um, I don't know. What are other ones? Okay, so I'm picturing, like, a Tron-like universe. Okay. Again, I'm thinking it's going to be, like, action-y, adventure-y. Uh, within this within this universe, um, I'd like to see a Tron like like I'd like to see a universe that's Tron like in that it's set inside the computer, but it's not all sort of futuristic neon wireframe. neon and stuff and wireframe. <laughs> it's more like I don't know, I'm kind of getting and this doesn't actually make sense with the capture stuff because that's more modern. Um, but like I feel like it should be the aesthetic of old eighties desktop PCs. Um, Okay. CR, yep. Like CRT screens, like CGA CRT screens, um, <laughs> floppy disks, you know, lots of big chunky sort of circuit boards and motherboards. Big chunky circuit boards, motherboards, but like the most realistic graphics that you've ever seen. <laughs> well, with it's, a really sh- it's a, with a really shitty color palette. <laughs> it's it's metaphorical. It doesn't the, the the graphics themselves don't have to represent the time, like the computing power of the time. Um, yep. But yeah, whenever you see like whenever you interact with a screen in game, it's it's like those old DOS based menu systems. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm trying to see how the firewall would actually come into that because there's no. I mean, uh, m- maybe maybe it's an alternate universe at, um, where the internet. I mean, the internet it was sort of around. Maybe it's BBSs. <laughs> I guess they didn't have firewalls so much. <laughs> I just no, I'm just uh, trying to think of a different aesthetic than neon. Yeah, okay, Tron. so it's Windows 95 like aesthetic. Okay, so all right. So it's it's everything's still kind of blocky. It doesn't have that nice rounded. Uh, feel that yeah, got some now. people still do um, only have like two fifty six color VGA monitors. Um, so it, all the mice in the game are those really dodgy, like old three button mice that don't have like a scroll wheel. Yeah. So the middle mouse, the middle mouse button just does nothing. Yeah. And like all the ports are like PS two and like serial, serial and- parallel ports. Yep. Yeah. So I- I'm, I'm all imagining the ne- all the networking is like over. Uh- what do you call it? Coax. Over the- Coaxial cables. <laughs> With Terminators. You have to put the Terminators on the end. Well, the Terminators are characters in the game. <laughs> <laughs> They're just based on Arnold Schwarzenegger. Guess what? <laughs> you forgot the Terminator. <laughs> That's why your network isn't working. Well, uh, ne- now I'm picturing that the network is actually like this this massive train system. Yeah. Um. And so you got like in in like one section you got like a token ring, yeah. So it just goes around in a circle, so it doesn't actually have like it doesn't actually have the terminators. Um, 
and maybe that's early on. Then you've got sort of like then it opens the, up the train it's- system that has has like the terminators at each end, and it any time that you see one of these terminators, it's always the same sort of guy, but the conversation almost starts over again. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So you so, get so you, so you get to the end of the train line and there's this guy there and he looks like Arnie. And he looks like the guy that was at the other end of the of the train. Yeah, of course. And so you you go to continue the conversation, he goes, I've never talked to you before. <laughs> <laughs> um but um So what's the So, so uh, we've kinda of gone a little bit off track. But yeah, I like okay. keeping that aesthetic. Uh so maybe you like maybe you play a virus or something then. Or like some sort of software, I guess, in this case. So I'm I'm picturing that it's that it's actually like the internet has just come to town. All right. And, is the internet a character um, then? That sounds cool. <laughs> I don't I don't think you the, meant that, but or maybe it's that like yeah okay the internet's just been connected and so all these new people have come into your town. It's kind of like yeah, it's, it's almost it's a bit of a like wild a, west feel of the international airport has sort of been set up in in town sort of thing in this tiny little town it would be the equivalent of this tiny little town yeah and suddenly all these strange folk have come in yeah okay that's a good setup i like that and the main thing that is sort of been set up in between like this this town and this this massive airport mm. is like this massive big black wall that they call the firewall right. and it's it's all about recapturing the um like be, being a, being able to take take back the town and and sort of bring it back back to what you remembered as a, as a kid. Okay, so I'm, I'm taking it as not the recapture okay. thing that we're, we're talking about away before that. anymore. That's fine. But I, I kind of like this idea of the of the Tron like universe, except it's so. You know, and this is going to take us even further off track, and maybe we won't go oh, yeah. with it, but. Something about me actually wants to make this like a city builder style game or like a like a strategy kind of thing where you're actually looking at a, like a top down view of this town and yeah you're like you're sort of managing the town trying to handle this new situation with the internet coming oh, but in you, and, you so, you and so the way your town to grows that. and stuff. So you have to be like in order to do that sort of thing, you got to go to like the. The local terminal, which is just like a Windows 95 interface, and it's one of those isometric views. Okay. So it's, it's on that 45 degree angle, and it's just that that really annoying view that you never really wanted to play a game in. But it's just <laughs> it's just that that particular where you don't know if if pressing up is going to send you like diagonal left up or diagonal right up because it depends <laughs> exactly. sort of which way they. <laughs> Okay, so wait. So, but, are you playing a character then? Are you playing like the I, mayor of this I town? Think, I think you're playing a character, and one one of the one of the things that little you Jimmy can Windows do is you can actually um, kind of like how in Fallout Four it was like the base building aspect was one part of this larger game. Okay, I, I kind of like that idea of you know you can focus on that if you want to, or you can focus on the on the story element of of trying to trying to do so is it about you know, so is this is the narrative side of it then like figuring out even what this firewall is and where these people are coming from and what the fuck's going on to your little backwater so. town i think so and maybe you know if if you uh sort of take on take on the role of mayor of this town yeah you've got to actually put up defenses for for viruses that are coming into town and and all this sort of stuff and because you you like the firewall 
you know, as you start to bring it down, you know, more attacks start happening and that sort of stuff. So maybe it's, maybe it's a, a game where you're trying to, you're trying to get a good balance of being able to access the outside world, mm, but, but fend off attacks. Allowing, but also not allowing, you know, attacks to come through. I like this idea of like, you want to go and buy upgrades for your town. So you have to go to the terminal and you warp into this world where, yeah, like everything is in that isometric view, but it's like you're walking around in like Windows 95 windows. Um, <laughs> and like occasionally you have to dodge some fucking minesweeper mines and um, like solitaire cards. <laughs> <laughs> Internet Explorer space is ca- the big villain. Space Cadet Pinball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The fucking pinball game thing. Yeah. All those old classic Windows games. Yep. Yeah, okay. That's cool. Um, I'm not sure we can take that any further. I mean, we could we could riff on it a bit more, but I think yeah. we get the gist. That's fun. Um, I'm surprised we got there from fucking inflammable and recapture, but anyway. That, that's, that's the, the best, thing. That's you, the best you type just, of game. Yeah. You, you take that idea. Yeah. Um, I'd like to actually talk a little bit about our new uh, Facebook page. Yeah. All right. So, Ben set up a, a Facebook group a little, little while ago. A couple of weeks ago. And- mm-hmm. Um, basically it's for, for you, the listener to, to have a place that you can interact with us and you can, um, play every week we do a, um, we do like a, a listener click pitch. This week, there were some unusual, unusual <laughs> words that were, that were chosen. Weather, as in the weather outside, mm-hmm. and yelled. So we had some pretty cool responses from that. We had some good ideas. Um, I was but amused the- that both Michael from Reset and, and Andrew from uh, the Inconsolables both posted the picture of Grandpa Simpson, old man yelling at a cloud. Uh, and without if they didn't, then I would have, because <laughs> I was also going to do that. Uh, but yeah, we thought we'd maybe just talk about some of the good ideas that came up there. And I don't know, if if it grabs us, maybe even expand on some of them a bit. Yeah, so it's we're not going to do this all. All the time. No, but, just when there's good um, ones. <laughs> they, they just happen to be like a, a couple of good ones. Like, um, we're going to mainly talk about our own. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I did. I, I, re- I did like where I did like where the um, the thread with with Andrew from the Inconsolables went, uh, where you're basically yelling into your microphone to create weather effects. <laughs> uh, I just really like the idea. Lightning! Yeah, you just you literally have to just yell fucking. Rainstorm, and the louder it is, the uh, the, more, the powerful more powerful it is. Effect. So you're just making them just <laughs> get completely hoarse. Yeah. So your game was <laughs> was rather rather interesting. It was a um, what was it? A base building game yep. inside of an old man's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> who is who is what yelling? Or getting angry? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Basically, my thought was, like, when he yells, like, the wind blows in your town. Um, that was kind of where, where that came from. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, guess I've, I guess I'm on a bit of a base building kick, but I kind of like the idea that you just, you know, you're creating this little town in the valley between, you know, two of his molars. <laughs> um, it's like oh. mining mining for enamel or something. Uh, and, uh... Yeah, so, so you're actually, like, the little bacteria. Maybe, yeah. In, yeah. In a, um, in, like, a a guy's mouth. Yeah. But I, I still just pictured them as little people. Like, I don't think we should go full oh, yeah. on, like... Yeah. It's... It, 
Yeah. Yeah. It just, just so happens that they're, they're bacteria and their names can maybe be typical tooth bacteria. Yeah. Sure. Um, but now I'm just, now I'm just picturing like one part of the game. He, um, he see the, the old man happens to see like a kebab shop. Okay. And so he starts salivating. <laughs> yeah. You know, because he really wants that kebab. And then, you know, you got the flood sort of happening in yeah. town and, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And, um, I, and I kind of feel like the, 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 the time outside is going, is actually going a bit more slowly. So you've got some time to react to these things. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, you'll get a report as that it's like, all right, he's yawning. Um, send out the scouts, like, so we know what's coming. And they, they come back from their scout scouting trip along the mountain range of his teeth to the front of his lips where they can yep. see properly and it's like oh shit okay uh yeah there's this uh, there's a kebab shop coming up on the right if he sees it we better be prepared for flood <laughs> like saliva floods uh, <laughs> they report this back you gotta make sure that they get back in time like th- which teeth you you choose to build on it plays a big part in yeah like how long it takes for your scouts to get back and what sort of food's gonna get stuck in between them that you can then use as resources <laughs> now if you go if you go too deep in, into the teeth I, i'm now picturing like you got the teeth mines yep that you can like mine mine for you know whatever whatever goodness is in there yep. but if if you do if you go too deep into the te- teeth mines then like then you might go to the dentist, the dentist happens yeah, yeah and you could lose the dentist is, you could lose half like, your town because he just takes out a tooth or like fills it fills your mine in <laughs> yeah um I, i'm i'm now picturing <laughs> like in the in this in this town that <laughs> sorry i just oh, it, i just love the idea that, that you get a report back from your scouts that there's a de- that, they, that he's heading into the dentist like oh shit like we've got to batten down the hatches because the suction's going to be coming um, <laughs> like put everything that's not nailed down inside. You've got to, <laughs> and then yeah, like <laughs> make sure nobody's in the mine because it's likely it's about to get filled in. And now, now I'm also picturing like this guy just has really, really bad like um, Den- teeth hygiene. Dental hygiene. So yeah, he, dental hygiene. So he's not he's not brushing his teeth. He's not he's not flossing. He's not um, he's not uh, you know using Listerine or anything like that. Yeah. So. If if you can if you can work well to not not hurt him at all, then you like, can keep you, your town. If you hurt going. him, then yeah, yeah. He's but get if, his if teeth you try to go too deep fun. into the into the teeth mine, then you're going to cause this dentist thing to happen yep. because he doesn't it's want like, to be in oh, pain shit, anymore. We hit nerves. <laughs> I'm just picturing how how awesome they could actually look in there now. Now I believe that you said something about um, the more technology <laughs> that you have, the more you can sort of like hijack his nerves or something to take over his brain. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, you build, yeah, you, like, research your tech tree and you send your little little mind control tendrils into his brain and then you can start affecting his behaviour. So, then you've got control over, you know, maybe you actually, maybe it's worth uh, um, going through the saliva floods of him going to that kebab shop because if you can get him to buy- you know, a, a, a chicken kebab, then you're you really short on <laughs> charcoal or something. <laughs> like, the meat that gets caught in the teeth 
then becomes resources for you or something. Yeah. Um, now I'm picturing like if if you want to cut into into the um, you can, maybe, maybe into the teeth a little bit quicker quicker you've got to try and get into get into really want Coca Cola so that you can really rot away those teeth. Oh so yeah, can, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can it widen it up you, a bit. Yeah, it helps you mine. Um, well, yeah, I'm just thinking maybe you like can you, you can harvest the garlic essence from the air. Um, this is something is coming back from last week with the, the garlic breath, but yeah. So again, like the kebab's going to help there. He's going to have garlic breath for a day or two, and um, you've just you've um, got your little you, weird you gotta be farms. Very you got to be very careful with um with like the hot chili sauce because it's like acid, so <laughs> yeah, it can yeah. it can like kill some new bacteria, guys. Uh, yeah, I really like this idea. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so, the other idea I wanted to talk about is one that- Yeah, your idea. I, I, I suppose I've been talk- I've been thinking about this since you put it up last night. I was trying to come up with something that is, like, not- not taking the typical yelling and weather sort of direction that- that everyone else was going. Yep. So, I went with a, um, I went with a VR game. Of course. Of course, because I've got the- I've got the VR system VR on and the I brain. Um, so I'm VR crazy at the moment, but it's basically a game where you you play a weather weatherman, a weather reporter um, of some sort. Now I'm not sure whether everyone knows this, but when you when you see the weatherman on screen and they and they're you know reacting to something happening behind them, they're actually playing on a green screen. Yeah. So and I think they're, generally they're they have a screen off to the side. Screen. So they've got a screen just off to the side that they can actually see where they're pointing. Yeah. So I thought this could actually be, you know, kind of a fun, a fun use of of VR, of of like VR, um, having to interact with with a green screen while looking at a monitor to see where your hands actually are in the in the monitor. Yeah. Um, and then you took it one step further. Yeah, just that it doesn't just have to be weather reporting. You could do any sort of news reporting. Uh, because again, like uh, you know, news anchors sort of often have to, if not react to, just be aware of you know graphical overlays and different things. I mean, I think I think the working in front of a green screen thing is the most kind of um, interesting about this idea. But yeah, you could do a few different things with it. And I like yep. the idea that you're so- judged sort of based on how much eye contact you make with the camera. Like you can't be constantly staring at the screen that's showing you what you're pointing at you have to you have to get good at looking into the camera but pointing at the right spot uh, yeah so I, th- I think also what what this can actually sort of be is that sure you're you're not going to want to actually be doing the um doing the talking yourself about about boring weather phenomena no no but you've you've got to sort of you have to react to at, kind of you you've got you've got the teleprompter there and it's sort of saying approximately where you are you know you can sort of see as as your character is is reading through the through the list what you should be pointing at at what time yeah. so you've got a few different things to to be worried about you you're trying to keep eye contact with the camera you're trying to see where your where your hand is and you know, do the do the proper actions, and if you don't do it right, then your boss comes and yells at you. Yeah, that's where and yelling so then comes. You got, that's um, where yelling comes in. Yeah, I, um, I, I really like that. I really like that idea. Um, I feel like it'd be an interesting challenge. I like that there's a lot of character customization that you could do here because you're going to be looking at your character constantly. You'd obviously yeah. have to do uh, sort of the the thing that's becoming standard of um, yeah, tracking tracking an actual character that's 
that's driven by inverse kinematics based on your your head and, and arms. Um, but that that can work quite well. Definitely can. And uh, um, yeah, what, one of one of the other one of the other gameplay elements I was actually thinking about mm-hmm. was you're a newsreader, um, and you know how they always seem to play with their paper on the on the um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. On the table, Straighten so I'm, it I'm out, just picturing it out. that you know they can they can fan it out with your with your hands and then find the next piece and get it back in order and then sort of do you ha- pick it pick it up with both hands and tap it down and you know you've you've got certain things that you got to do with your hands and you know maybe you've got um well again you just you sort of maybe, maybe you got to interact got with it that you can do. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Maybe you got pen tricks that you can do as well, <laughs> like certain little. Because I sometimes see um, newsreaders and they've got like a pen in their hand. Yeah. I'm just imagining, you know, one of them starts flicking the pen <laughs> around <laughs> and all this sort of stuff. You could actually have fun with with a character. Yeah, I like think that. it is a bit more challenging for this traditional news anchor, but you know, there could be something there and just like having to pass off to your co-anchor and having to like go out to an ad break and having to. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe you could even do like a talk show sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah, there's some interesting stuff there. As long as you've got yeah. the choice to customize your character to the point that they're not wearing pants under the desk, I'll, I'm happy. I, I think th- I think that that's just the default. <laughs> <laughs> you, you look down, you see hairy legs. Yeah, yeah. woman, um, woman or not, you know, we all know newsreaders don't shave their legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Well, that was good. I, I I was pleased with some of the suggestions. We got this week, and uh, and that idea is going to be up there until this episode's released. Um, so what I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, so go and put some more on there. But like, you're not going to hear this until this episode's released. So by the time you hear this, there's probably a new suggestion up there. So go to the Bitstorm Click Pitch and Discussion Group. You can find it from our Facebook page, our Bitstorm Facebook page, uh, and I and I'll post a link in there when I put up uh, this week's uh, listener Click Pitch. So give us give us some ideas. Come play. Come and play with us. Come play. Come play with us. I, I reckon we can do one more click pitch and then we'll just call it a night. All right. Three, two, one. Click. Whirr. W H I R. Like something whirring. Parole. Parole. Yes. Okay. So, were and parole. So, should it be a. Maybe it can be like a papers please like game mm-hmm. where you play a parole officer. Okay. Um, and you have to make decisions based on based on the the ex con that you've got you've got on your books. Alright. Or maybe you've got a few of them, right? Like so you've got your kind of Yeah. yeah. He- <laughs> a parole officer isn't going to have one con. Well, I thought on his you said book. the ex-con. Okay, did you say plural? All Ex-cons. Right. All right, that's fine. <laughs> I'm just now imagining that they, for every con, uh, for, for every, every person released from prison, they they have one parole officer. <laughs> they just live with them. They just become a roommate. I, I can sort of see this as you know a sort of a um you know yes a papers please sort of sort of thing, but. You can have different story elements, and maybe you you do actually sort of get dragged into these um these people's these lives, prisoners. Yeah, well, you could be you could Ex- be quite. I mean, I'd want to be quite compassionate about this, and obviously create some depth within these um these people's lives who have been released from prison. Yeah. Uh, and you know, most of them have were probably in prison for a good reason. 
Some of them were probably in prison for a shitty reason. Some of them might have even been in prison for something they didn't do. Like, and, and uh, yeah, part of the job is, I mean, obviously part of the job is making sure they don't do things that could keep them, that could put them back in prison or that they're not supposed to do while on parole. But yeah. you, you, there might be decisions around, you know, giving leeway for certain things based on the situation. And, and I mean, and that's very much a papers, please kind of thing. Where does worrying come in? So, <laughs> I, I'm I'm now thinking <laughs> that it, at first it's not it's not um, something major that's actually sort of happening. Mm. You, as as you're as you're working on this, I'm I'm seeing it as like you've you've got a PC that you use, okay, and you hear a slight whirring in the background, <laughs> okay. Um, but you you start realizing over over time as as you come up against certain ex ex cons like the um the whirring sound starts to, starts to change depending on on the sort of person that that it is okay i'm seeing it, i'm i'm actually seeing a conspiracy sort of behind the scenes that they're using different frequencies to to sort of try and influence you <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. And how to does that kind of play out then? Is it just in um, the things you're being asked asked to do? Like, do you get sort of instructions each day? It's like go and because I'm picturing part of this. Like, it, it doesn't nec- it doesn't have to all be on your PC. Like, you get to get out from behind the desk and you go to visit. You know, to make your sort of scheduled visit to um, to one of the ex prisoners. I'm thinking, yes, you can you can have this sort of um, going out and visiting these these people. Um, maybe you don't have the PC with you. You have to take notes, mm. um, as to, as to what your recommendations are for each of these people so that when you get back at the end of the day, all you've got is like the text. Yeah. And then you have of, to like enter it into the computer. It's not fully entering it in. Like, <laughs> you know, de- depending on what questions you ask. Yeah. Maybe you, you get you some, get, cho- maybe it gives you some multiple choice sort of things around each person. But- but there's no photo on the PC. I'm seeing. I'm thinking. I'm, right. You have to like remember. These, yeah, you actually have to kind of yeah. try to make a connection with these people so that you actually remember their names. And and yeah, I don't know. I, I, that could I be think, cool. That could, I think you could. Yeah, that could be an interesting exploration of just the politics and the the difficulties around you know people out for parole and how that affects them and how you know the sort of power that the parole officer has over them uh so i'm i'm picturing this parole officer mm-hmm. like he he's dressed nicely when he goes to these people's places but i mean i think you need to be at the place that he the place that he lives is like a, a maybe just a dump and maybe the whirring is actually coming off his fridge like you <laughs> you you just hear something something in each time that you go back to the apartment. You, there's, right. it's so there's sort of an aspect of you know um, there for the grace of God. Like <laughs> he has to make his own decisions around his shitty lifestyle and and dealing with that. Mm. And maybe he's got his own criminal background or something. He or she. That I think could, ca- I think character customization out. as usual is is key. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, now I'm just now I'm just picturing <laughs> that we give them character customization to the point that like do, do you remember in the particularly in like the first Dead Rising game where you could just wear whatever you wanted and then in all the cut all these serious cutscenes you'd still have like the big Lego head on. <laughs> so yeah, just a, I don't picturing that. this like depressing <laughs> scene as he or she goes back 
to their dump of an apartment with the fridge whirring and they're wearing like disco pants and a big rainbow wig. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you've got to so, have a bit um, of fun in your life as a parole officer. Like, come on. So, so if you wanted to be, you know, you could dress up like Patch Adams sort of thing and, you know, try, sure. to, make, try to make all the- Red nose, laugh. doctor's coat. Um, <laughs> the doctor's coat and everything. Yeah. The clown nose, um, yeah. For sure. So, so I'm, I'm seeing that, you know, that you could actually have like, your, your bosses are sort of saying, oh, we, we're not too sure about this, this guy. We, we think we, you should take another look and, and reconsider, mm. you know, keeping him out on parole and, and just having, having that sort of gray area and, and, um. Well, and I think, I mean, I think even to the point of like, you know, you go to, you go to someone's place and you find, like that they've been shooting up heroin or something and, you know, they're about to OD and you literally, like, save them. Only to send them back well, to prison. Well, you, but you make a decision. You're like, if I take them to the hospital, they're going to be sent to prison or you can try to, like, wake them up and, say, and, like, save them there and not tell anybody about it because, like, you know from your previous interactions with this person, like, what a shitty situation they've been put in. You know, they they actually had a good reason for committing whatever crime it was that they did. They were trying to help their family and now their family's been taken away and, like, drugs are the only escape they have from this horrible, horrible life. Yeah, like, you've got a choice to be made there, right? Like, that's the sort of thing that could be really interesting about a game like this. Yeah, and n- now I'm just picturing each each day that he goes he goes back and it fills it fills in the form. And just as you're getting to the end of the end of the form, he starts complaining about the the whirring of the fridge, and it's just a couple of little comments at the start, and then he he starts going a little bit, um, I don't know, just just a little bit crazy, and you start getting some weirder cases. Maybe maybe <laughs> <Okay>. it's <laughs> taking this in a different direction. All right, go on. Um, I'm I'm trying not to take it into into it's like too, a crazy sort of. I thing. mean, just, I already just, said that you could wear but, a rainbow fucking. Wigs, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, when, when I say crazy, I'm talking about like mental crazy. Like uh, I'm just seeing it that, you know, he's he's starting to read more in, into it. And okay, and so like maybe then it's it's revealing his own mental illness, and he starts getting paranoid about things. Or or is he? And is that what's the sort of thing you mean? No, I'm I'm just or more just the way it like, affects him. Just 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 the way that. Like if you if you're doing well and you get yourself a new fridge, then everything would be fine. But to, the only way to do something well, kind of like in the um in the papers, please, is to sort of is to follow the take bribes and yeah, or just like follow follow the kind of the line of your bosses, yeah. even if that means doing things that seem immoral against the people that you're being put in charge of. So I don't I don't so want to go into like, mental I illness or anything. I find like it that. amusing that like. The end goal for that kind of line through the game is a new fridge. <laughs> it's game over after that. Well, it's it's one one of those things that the only thing that he really wants in life is to get a good night's sleep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that's an, inter- that's an interesting little worrying. kind of metaphor there that like this fridge is representing, yeah, like his mental state in some ways and- Or his hopes and his dreams. His hopes and dreams sort of thing. Sort of thing. And, and yeah, like the longer you leave it, the louder it gets and, and the less sleep you get, but you're also, you know, maybe doing good things for these people. 
and and maybe maybe he's just not not getting depressed as such, but getting you know like more and more unhappy yeah. with, with how things are going. But I'm I'm just picturing like you you get a cutscene each night of you know sort of by day sixteen you you just sitting you, up you in can't bed. sleep at all yeah you're sitting up in bed you've got insomnia um, watching horrible then, infomercials yeah so I'm I'm just picturing you know this this whirring is is driving him insane he's you know trying to mm. put the thing over his ears but I, I'm thinking almost if you do get the new fridge then then maybe he has that sort of sort of it's thing too of, quiet. <laughs> It's too quiet now. Now he's alone with his thoughts about all the things, the people he sent back to prison who he did, you know, he doesn't think should have been. And and you know that's like the melancholic end. Yeah, you know, it's it's like he was never going to be happy. Yeah, that's pretty dark. I, know. But I like it. It's pretty dark. That's, but I that, think that there's a lot that, that the, could be done there. You know, this that's is the one of these. That you go down if, if you if you follow along yeah. with, you know. All their recommendations, which some of them are, well, this, are not, yeah, exactly. This is what they call a great. serious game. That's that's cool. We don't do many of those. No. Um, it might it's if all you can, not another Frederick. If you can, <laughs> if you can wear a rainbow wig, that is gonna just like take the sting out of that ending a little bit. <laughs> but you know what? They won't see it coming. <laughs> they won't see it coming. The ending. If you're in the rainbow week, it's like, what do you mean? The rainbow week couldn't make you happy, even after um, you send all these so, people back so to prison. Now, now I'm seeing with with that character customization, <laughs> you see the final thing of him, him like, you know, trying to get to, get some sleep, and then the thoughts start coming into his mind. But the entire cutscene is just being focused on his head, which has like this massive. Lego brick head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you're not getting any of the expressions. Or maybe the expressions are transmitted to the Lego brick head. And so, he's just like a sad Lego brick. Oh. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I think that about does it I for think today. That do- I think that does it for this week. Thanks for joining us on BitStorm. That's the name of our podcast, right? I think so. Yes. <laughs> uh if you want to find us and our other episodes and chat to us, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, we post all our new episodes there and a few, occasionally some some other little tidbits. Uh, Bitstormcast on all of those social media platforms. Uh, you can check us out on iTunes where you can rate, review, and please subscribe. Cool. We're alternating this week. Uh, <laughs> you can go to our website as well. All our episodes are there, bitstormcast.com. Uh, that's pretty much all that's there, but, you know, it's a good way to listen. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we'd like to thank Kuradust, uh, for the song Matt Defines off of the album Containment Failure. Yeah, it's a good one. We wrote it. Well, no, our friend wrote it, but we played on it. Well, I didn't. Anyway. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, it, it's yeah. one of the only Kuradust songs that Ben had nothing to yeah, do with. <laughs> uh, we'd like to just, uh, put sort of a bit of a shout out to the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network, of which we are part. Uh, it's a great little group of other gaming podcasts from the region of Australasia, as you would gather from the name. Uh, and you know, we've made some great friends there and had some good guests on from there. Uh, you can hear us on fellow AGPN podcast reset this week, and they were on our podcast last week. And, uh, yeah, it's just a really, a really great group, group. Uh, so search for Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook or hashtag AGPN on Twitter. Now, a little birdie has told me that Podchaser has now gone open beta. So no more keys, just jump on to podchaser.com, take 20 seconds to, to register, and then go view all the podcasts. And all of them. They're all on there. Give us, well, 
If, yeah. they, if, if you find a podcast that's not if on there, not- tell me because I made that site and I run it. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a new, it's a new site for being able to rate and review podcasts. We've got lots of features coming. You know, find Bitstorm on there, shoot us a rating or review. It's way easier than iTunes. So much easier. Yeah. Fuck you, it's Apple. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yeah, we'll just mention our Facebook group again, facebook.com slash group slash Bitstorm. You can find that there and uh, we'll be putting up a new listener click pitch every week. It's an open group, so feel free to just, um, come in. Yep. Make some, make some noise, make some comments, <laughs> then join. You know, that's it. Hang good. around, chat with us. Cool. So, cool. uh, I'm Travis Scott. I'm Ben Slinger. I play that. <laughs>